Town Bank Mortgage, NMLS number 512138, is an equal housing lender. This podcast is for informational purposes only. And now, the man born with a 5 o'clock shadow and with the NMLS number 2028201. He is a gentleman. He is a scholar. He is... Tyler Crawley. Welcome, everyone, to the Monday edition of the Markets and Mortgages podcast. I am your host, the aforementioned Tyler Crawley, and it's one of the rare Monday editions of the podcast that my New Year's resolution says there are going to be a lot more Monday shows. That is the goal, and I'm actually recording this before the Super Bowl, so I want to say congratulations um, to the Eagles and the Bengals, who will be meeting in the, <laughs> that's my prediction. It's not it's not like a crazy one, right? Aren't they both the favorites? So I'm not I'm not going out on a limb there and saying uh who is going to be the uh who's gonna be in the Super Bowl. I think that's a pretty good, pretty safe bet. And also, what I think, good transition here, what I also think is a pretty safe bet is that the bottom of the housing market has been reached. And the good news is we are on the other side of it or we're coming out of it, I guess, is the way because the bottom, you wouldn't kind of be on the other. I don't know. It's like an inverted kind of hill. So is that usually when you say like the other side, you think kind of like a hill, not so much like a valley, but either or. I think we are on the rising slope with regards to the housing market. And there were four reports that we got last week and all four of them were unexpectedly better, which I guess would make sense. If they're better than expected than that, that would be unexpected. <laughs> they were better than economists were expecting. We started, I believe on Tuesday, we got some data from Zonda Economics looking at pending new home sales that were up. Then we got some data from Redfin that showed that pending home sales were up. And then we got new home sales data on Thursday that showed that home sales were up in December. And then finally on Friday, the pending home sales index, according to the National Association of Realtors, was unexpectedly up. And they were actually projecting that it was going to fall. And so by all accounts, all the data that we got last week, home sales are now moving in a much better direction. Now, does that mean that prices are are not going to keep falling? No. Uh, a lot of people are projecting that we are still going to see some a drop in home prices. They're going to continue to fall <laughs> more so in, in some areas like San Francisco and mostly out West. Um, but for the most part, sales wise, volume wise, it looks like we are moving in the right direction. So what did we get on Friday? Once again, this is from the national association of realtors looking at the pending home sales index. It increased 2.5% in December to an index of 76.9%. Now, that is up from the 2.6% drop that we saw in November and is only the second time all year that we had a positive month-over-month increase. Or I should say it was the first time, second time all year that we had an increase month-over-month. That was very similar to what we saw with Zonda and Redfin, I believe. Now, year-over-year, Still a pretty big drop, not as bad as maybe some would have thought. Uh, 33.8% looking at December 2022 versus December 21, but a 33% drop nonetheless. So what did economists think were going to happen 
in December. They thought sales were going to fall 2.5%. So that's a 5% difference. That's a big miss. And that's it's a good miss. It's it's good for the housing sector. It's good for mortgages. And it's good for real estate in general. And surprisingly, just kidding. It, we, we know which region is on top. That would be the South. Continues to hold the top spot with regards to really all categories. But in this case, the pending home sales index. They have the best index. A 6% jump month over month. So it, so sales just in the South jumped 6% to an index of 94.1. They are the closest to that gold standard of 100. 100, I think, was, what is it, 2001, 2002, a housing market right around there, kind of like a normal housing market. That's what an index of 100 is. The South is the only one even close to 100. They had a 6% jump, as I mentioned. Uh, The Midwest took the number two spot with a 0.3% drop with an index of 77.6. The Northeast was down 6.5%. Ooh, uh, I guess not a good winner up there. Uh, 64.7 in the West actually had the biggest month-over-month increase, 6.5%, but that only put them at (laughs) 58.6. So they are still well behind everyone else, even with that big jump month-over-month. And then looking at year-over-year, the West, not surprisingly, had the biggest year-over-year drop falling 37.5%. The South, how crazy is this? They're they're by far the best region. Even they saw a 34.5% drop. The Northeast fell 32.5%. And the Midwest, we mentioned this on an earlier podcast last week, I believe, talking about the Midwest and you know the survey that people want to buy a house. What, 28 million people are looking to buy a home in 2023. But the price they were looking at was I believe around 270,000 and the only median home price, the only region that even comes close to that is the Midwest. And so maybe that's why they haven't had as big of a drop as some of the other regions, but still falling 30.1%. And my analysis and the analysis you're seeing from everyone else that we are we have seen the bottom and we are now coming out of the housing bottom with regards to sales, volume, things like that, not prices. Lawrence Young, NAR chief economist, also believes this saying in the release, quote, this recent low point in home sales activity is likely over. Mortgage rates are, um, excuse me, mortgage rates are the dominant factor driving home sales and recent declines in rates are clearly helping to stabilize the market. And as if it wasn't dominant enough. The South, of course, dominating in 2021. And in 2022, Yun believes that dominance is going to continue, mostly because of the economy. The South, you know, you're seeing people move here a lot of, because of jobs. A lot of job creation happening. I, can't, I think it was last month, the ADP report for you know, December showed that the vast majority of jobs were created in the South. So like the 200,000 job increase that we saw. I know, I know the the non-farm payroll from the Bureau of Labor Statistics was like 223. I think ADP was right around 200. Like 260,000 jobs were created in the South. <laughs> and then it, the West lost like 120,000. And then it was like 30, 40,000, something like that for the Midwest and the Northeast. 
all happening in the South. Job creation means people are moving here. They're working. They're buying homes. And Yun believes that's going to continue saying the job, uh, excuse me, the job gains, there we go, will steadily become important in driving local home sale markets. The South in particular is set to outperform the rest of the country thanks primarily to better job market conditions in this part of the country compared to other regions. So the South, which has been kicking butt and taking names for the last two years, is likely going to continue in 2023. So good news for all of us in the real estate industry who work in the South. So pending home sales was not the only data that we got on Friday. We also got the, it's important to watch this statistic. Everyone pays attention to CPI, but inflation data, we also get from the personal income and outlays report that comes out monthly, but it also has what they call the personal consumption expenditure index, which also looks at consumer prices, the PCE, which is watched by the Fed. The Fed, who makes, of course, the rate decision for the federal fund rates, which impacts all rates across our economy, they don't look at CPI. They look at PCE. So it's important that we also look at PCE. And what they found was pretty much what we were expecting. So economists may have missed the mark when it came to pending home sales. They hit the nail on the head with regards to consumer prices with the PCE. So year over year, consumer prices rose 5% to end 2022. That was down from the 5.5% that we saw in November and was down you know, pretty significantly from the high that we saw in June when it was at 7%. Core PCE slowed to 4.4%, down from 4.7% in November and was completely in line with what economists were projecting. They thought it was going to fall to 44 it fell to 4.4. And that was thanks to a small increase month over month. Consumer prices rose 0.1% to end the year, which was identical to what we saw in November and I think was one of the lowest months for the year. Core PCE, though, was a little higher. Pricing jump, prices jumping 0.3% in December, which was higher than the 0.2% in November, but as I mentioned, was completely in line with what economists were projecting. So we are seeing inflation start to slow as expected, and we are going to be getting a Fed funds decision this week, which will be, I think it's going to be on Wednesday. We'll talk about that here in a second. Uh, So we'll be talking about it on Thursday's podcast. And I think one of the reasons why you're seeing inflation slow is very simple. Demand is starting to fall. So looking at this report, like I mentioned, personal income, personal outlays, outlays basically being spending, personal consumption expenditures fell 0.2% in December. That was, this was a bigger drop than the 0.1% that they, that we saw in November. However, spending was up 4% to end the year. So even though we saw two negative months in a row, Spending was still up 4% for the year. And then the good news, personal income rose 2% in December month over month and ended the year up 6%. Now, we can debate if that's staying up with inflation. It seems like, oh, well, we're spending only 4% increase, 6%. So that must mean savings is up. 
Well, not really. Um, personal savings increased 16% from November to December. That's a big jump, no doubt about that. But the savings rate ended the year down pretty significantly, 57%. So from December 22, um, from December 21, personal savings fell almost 60%. And yeah, I mean, what's there, there's a, a saying that, you haven't heard a lot recently because we haven't seen really any slowdown in inflation um, or we have, but it just in the last couple months that the cure to high prices is high prices. And the reasoning is, is that you reach a point where people are just going to stop buying certain products, luxuries, or even things that, you know, they were buying before prices shot up. They're now saying, okay, we don't need that or we can't afford it. And so what's happening is, is that spending is falling and we're seeing that also with, of course, the retail numbers. We're seeing spending fall, especially real spending. When you look at what's happening with inflation versus what people are spending, it's falling. But we're actually seeing the numbers start to fall. There's evidence of that, which means we're reaching a point where people just can't spend like they could. And they're dipping into their savings, obviously. And that's going to put negative pressure, downward pressure on inflation. As demand subsides, supply stays the same. Basic economics tells us what prices are going to fall. So it's not all that surprising. So all in all, I would say a pretty good week with regards to last week for real estate, because even though we can't find a recession, you know, we saw the data that came out on Thursday with regards to GDP, with regards to the jobless claims. I mean, just no signs of a recession, just not there. However, tech industry and the housing sector, yeah, you're seeing a full-blown recession. We've been in one, uh, and it looks like we may have finally hit the bottom. So I will say, welcome news with regards to sales data as we end 2022. Hopefully, 2023 is all positive going forward. And we got a lot of data coming out. This week, which we'll be paying attention to, not a lot going on on Monday as usual, but Tuesday, we got the gold standard when it comes to home prices. The Case-Shiller Index supposed to show home prices increasing 6.9% year over year. That number is slowing pretty quickly. Um, consumer co- And also, I want to make this a note, pay attention to San Francisco, because I do believe that we are possibly going to see the first city to show a year-over-year decline since like 2010. So it could happen. So keep an eye on them. Uh, Consumer confidence is supposed to rise slightly to 109, which would be the highest level since February 2002. So almost a year. That's impressive. Uh, Mortgage demand, of course, will be getting on Wednesday. And then at 10 a.m. on Wednesday, construction spending supposed to fall just a little bit. 0.1% in December, and then we'll be getting the JOLTS report, job openings, which continue to remain over 10 million and supposed to stay there. A little dip to 10.2 million. And then, of course, on Wednesday, the big announcement by Jerome Powell. What did the Federal Open Market Committee decide with regards to rate? The markets, everyone believes, we're looking at 25 basis points, a quarter of a point significantly down from the 75 bips that we saw a lot what four times in 2022 Uh, and then on thursday we got the bank england and the european central bank making their 
decisions with their interest rates. They're both supposed to announce a 50 basis point increase. They've been a little bit further behind the eight ball than the Federal Reserve. We get jobless claims as well on Thursday with, of course, data from Freddie Mac on mortgage rates. And then because it is jobs week, the non-farm payroll, the big, big jobs reports to start the year. What happened in January? Economists believe 185,000. Now, that's, of course, down from the 223 that we saw created in December and almost half of the average that we saw in 2022. So things are slowing, but still a tight labor market with 10.2 million job openings. If that is the number, we will see. We will find out later this week. All right, you guys have a good Monday. I will talk to you again Tuesday morning for another edition of Markets and Mortgages. And remember, as always, do not wait to buy real estate. You buy real estate and wait.